Hi, and welcome to the Sydney Coach Replay Show. I'm your host, Corey Camp, and today I'm excited to have back Stephanie Afanito. She is one of our virtual coaches on our Sydney Virtual Coaching team. And in addition to coaching for us, she is a literacy teacher, educator, and a coach in upstate New York. Welcome back, Stephanie. Thank you. Thanks for having me back, Corey. Yeah, I'm excited. So again, we always have great conversations and especially this one today I'm excited about because it's so closely tied to the power that video brings to instructional coaching work, which is teacher reflection, right? As opposed to us going in and saying, here's what I saw as I observed you do your job, the teacher can see what we saw. So we're going to talk today about how to best support reflection, um, both with video and in analog, just in general reflection from memory. Uh, you've got some great strategies for us. So Stephanie, is it really that important? I mean, we all reflect, but do we really need to help others reflect. How important of that is it as a role in our coaching work? Right. Well, Corey, teachers reflect constantly, right? We make hundreds, if not thousands of decisions on a daily and weekly basis about everything, our curriculum, our teaching, how our students are feeling, their well-being, our transitions, our schedule, and on and on and on. We are, are constantly reflecting throughout our instructional day. But sometimes it can be hard to find the time, um, first of all, but it can be hard to reflect a little below the surface and perhaps from a different perspective, other than what went well and what didn't go well, which is that kind of surface level of reflection, to what are my students learning and how are they responding and what might I do differently to help me look at instruction in a different way. And it's that kind of intentional reflection that can really make an impact in the classroom. Yeah, and I love that you talk about that because when I'm working with you know campuses looking at adopting video enhanced professional development strategies, you know, reflections, the crux of that. And I talk with a lot of people about that same thing that you said, we all reflect, we all think back and think, well, that was a disaster. I need to do that differently. Right. Next time nobody's getting out of their seat, I'll bring their materials to them. You know, we, we think at that surface right. level, but because of the complexity of our jobs, right? The teaching that we do, the decisions we have to right. make on a daily basis, because of things like habituation and confirmation bias. Um, it's not easy to deeply reflect as right. you're talking about. It's not intuitive to everybody. Um, so I love right. that, that we're talking about this today. So how do we do that as coaches? How can we help teachers reflect on a deeper level about instruction? Well, two things that help me reflect on a deeper level about instruction that I like to use in my coaching and invite teachers into that process with me, um, there's two things that I rely on. One is a very simple double-sided journal to help me really think about what I'm noticing versus what I'm thinking. And then I do rely very greatly on a set of prompts to guide that reflection. Um, because without them, it can be easy to think about everything else that I see pop up in the video from, 
you know, what, um, what the bulletin board in the background looks like and should be replaced to the outfit that I'll never wear again or something that happened in the back of the classroom that I missed. So using a journal and using very specific questions helps me think about what I know matters most rather than what might be competing for my attention at that time during the video. Yeah, I love that, that competing for attention. You know, it's, it's just our human nature to be self-critical and focused yes. on ourselves. And yes. I've absolutely, I think the first few times I used video, one of those videos, I went back home that day and I said, you lied to my husband. I was like, you said that top looked good on me. It's <laughs> I have the video proof. So, right. you know, I, I obviously didn't capture anything about teaching and learning in that. I was just like, that outfit going in the trash and yes. my husband is not allowed to tell me things like good anymore. That's right. So, and we can all relate to that. We can all relate. <laughs> like, what was I supposed to say? <laughs> so, so tell me more then about this double-sided journal. I really, I'm really interested in, you know, I've journaled before and I've written my reflections down, but how do you use the double-sided journal and how can it help our teachers? Well, my journal um, is just a simple piece of paper. So you can have a piece of paper that you just draw simply a line down the middle to have one section on the left and one on the right. You might have a notebook that you keep them in to keep track of your observations and your reflections over time. Or you might even be doing it digitally and just have two columns in, let's say, a, a Google Doc. Um, so the medium of it is up to you, but it's basically just a piece of paper drawn in half. On the left side, I know what I'm actually noticing what's happening in the video. What am I teaching? What are the students saying? What are they doing? Um, an event perhaps that happened. And on the right side, I'm noting what I think and what I wonder about that. You know, why did the student say this? Why in the world did I do that? Um, what made me do this? And, and that's why I'm asking questions. And so it really mimics a what I notice and what I wonder protocol that we might use with students when we're reading closely or we're watching images and media with our kids. And it's still an effective way for teachers to simply think about what I see and then how I might interpret that going in the classroom. So it works really well for me because it's open-ended. I don't have to worry about a, a form to fill out correctly or check boxes to fill in or whatever um, you know structure that can perhaps constrain reflection rather than thinking about that big picture. But I do have what I call look fors that I like to use with that journal. And there's basically four things that I look for. Anything more than four and I've got too many and then I miss the big picture. But the four things that typically matter most to me when I'm reviewing the video is the instruction classroom instruction, what do I notice and wonder, the classroom environment, what's going on, um, the content of the lesson, and of course, student engagement. And by having those four look-fors somewhere on that reflection journal, um, it helps me to focus on those things instead of, as you mentioned, our shirts or, you know, realizing that the classroom library needs to be reorganized or, or something that might compete for our control. 
So I like to have whatever those things are that I'm looking to reflect on listed front and center somewhere on that page to help guide my attention and my reflection. I love that idea. And again, you know, it's the power of, of writing and you get this right as a, as a literary literacy educator, the, there's so much power right. in writing and, and writing our reflections down. And I always tell teachers before you ever push play on a video, you should have some kind of look for some purpose, whether it's one thing or four things i agree anything more than four and you're kind of looking too 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 far yes. into it. can't really focus in on a lot of stuff but then having that on the paper so when you get in the weeds and kind of get sucked into something else you can look down and see did i have i noted anything about engagement yet have i noted anything about the environment right. so um, that's a great strategy so then what about what about prompts? So we talked about look for and just having some specific things. How can prompts and questions support reflection as well? Right. And this is very important to my reflection as well. You know, just like I write down those look for's so that I'm aware of what I want to focus on, I need personally these stems to help me think deeply because without them in our crunched time for reflection anyway, we tend to go back to what's familiar, what went well and what went wrong, right? Those surface level kinds of things. And teachers are masters at picking out what went wrong. And so instead of looking at video to critique, it's using the video to think a little bit more deeply. And so for me, without a reminder of what those prompts are, I can fall back on my old surface habits of, okay, what went well and what might I change next time? So I really rely on them to help spark my intention and really spark my thinking. And so I've got a couple um, that I always have written down somewhere when I'm reflecting that I'd like to share with everyone here. Um, and you'll notice a pattern to these that I'll point out to you afterwards. Um, but the first one is always focusing on strengths. What were the students most successful with in this lesson? Is always the first thing I ask. What were the students most successful with? And why do I think that? To, to connect more closely to instruction. Um, what was the best moment of the lesson? either for yourself or for the students, and how might you recreate that in another lesson? I love that. That's a good yeah, one. That's, my, that's one of my favorites. Um, what seemed challenging for the students and for which students? So that we're really thinking about how different students may have responded. Um, and what might we change to support greater success for all students in the classroom? And then I have two more. Um, they're fill in the blank kinds of questions. So how did, the how did the students respond to X? And you would insert whatever it was that you tried in your lesson to think, how did the students respond? And then the second one is what might have happened if? What if we had changed something or did something differently? How can we hypothesize how that may have changed the course of the lesson? So if you think about all of those prompts, the one thing that really sets them apart from your typical kinds of prompts for reflection is the focus on the student. 
I'm not saying what went well with my teaching? What do I need to change with my teaching? What could I try next? It's all about looking at the video from a different lens and a different perspective that you might miss in the really crazy moment of the actual lesson itself. How did the students respond? What did they find successful? What did they find challenging? And looking at reflection from that deeper level is what then can lead to changes in instruction that will really matter most to those students in the room. Yeah, and I love that because again, everything that we do instructionally, everything that we plan and design is all towards those student outcomes. We ultimately want that goal of learning for our students, making those connections, right. having, you know, high level of discourse. So really, again, thinking about this is not so much about me, which is, again, easily we can get in the weeds about that, but we focus on my students. And if you're just starting out with using video, that's a really great support for being able to kind of get over the, the anxiety of seeing ourselves because it's not about me, it's about my students. And then what can I do to change that outcome or to do, make this look differently in the future or recreate that, my favorite. Um, but again, it's not a, about me, it's looking at those student outcomes. Yes. I love that. I think those are some really great questions. I have some similar ones, but I'm going to steal a few of these. I really like the way <laughs> um, And we'll put those in the comments as well. I know we had them here on the screen, but we'll put them in the comments for uh, others to be able to, to steal. So we do as educators. We don't recreate the wheel. Uh, we right. borrow and steal. That's right. So, these are some really great ideas. Stephanie, I love the double-sided journal and uh, those prompts that you shared. Is there anything else that you want to leave with our audience before you go today? Yeah, I think I really love how you summarized that using video to focus on the students rather than ourselves helps take away that anxiety. Um, being on camera, it takes away our natural instinct to critique ourselves um, and really puts the focus on our students. And one of my favorite quotes is from Dr. Dan Donna Scanlon, who is actually in my department um, at my university. And, and she says, you know, all students are ready to learn something. It's our job to figure out what they need next. And so using video from that stance to really look from our students' point of view that's what can help us take our reflection one step deeper and really help us make changes in the classrooms that can really matter. I love that. That's a really great quote. Um, I and love it. Exactly, yeah. exactly what we're supposed to do. It's what we're called to do. Thanks again for joining us, Stephanie. Yeah. It's great to have you. Great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, of course. We'll have you back again, I know for sure. So uh, y'all tune in next week for another episode of the Sydney Coach Replay Show. Mm -hmm.